Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm yours, Kevin Rutherford. It is Tuesday, February 28th. It's time for a special broadcast. We are here live. The phone lines are open. Uh, This was supposed to be a test of a new mobile system. And in the last hour of pre-testing, I figured out that I had a major flaw in the system. I just could not get enough caller audio on the setup, no matter what I did. Uh, So I had to scrap that idea. But since we told you we were going to be broadcasting, we're broadcasting. Um, I'm on my traditional setup here. Nothing weird. Um, This is scheduled to be a commentary, but I spent so much time trying to get the audio setup working I don't really have my commentary very organized. I have a ton of stuff, but normally what I do is I'll probably have anywhere from 10 to 20 articles. I've got notes, I've got it organized, I've got it outlined, and I didn't get to finish that part. So uh, I'm going to do something a little different. I am going to go through my headlines since I don't have them really organized the way I want them. And I'm going to read off all of the headlines I had set aside for this. And then I'm going to wait for calls. Uh, Pick a headline that you want to comment on and call in and we'll talk about that headline. Um, If we don't get any calls within the next uh, 10 minutes or so, or by the time I'm done reading off the headlines, I'll probably just wrap this up. I've got an idea on how to fix my audio issue, but I've got to go find some equipment to get overnighted here. So I'll get started on the headlines. If you want to jump in and pick one of these to talk about or pick 10 to talk about, I don't care. Um, We will do that. So here are, let me get down to my new headlines. I'll read the headlines. If you want to call in and talk about something, call. Phone lines are open. Um, And if not, we will just uh, wrap this up for the day and I'll get back to working on my audio because I feel like I'm starting to run out of time. All right. Here's, uh, Here's where it started. Nemo Data Platform Science Collaborate on Fleet Health Solution. I'll give you kind of an idea of what that's about. The new solution uses data points such as vehicle stress, effective mileage, and vehicle to health to create prescriptive maintenance plans um, for fleets and trucks. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about it, I guess, so you know where, where we're going with this. I've talked about this in the past. We've talked about using models like aviation does, where you replace parts before they ever fail. In aviation, that's critical. Trucking, it's not so critical safety-wise. It's more of a money issue. So there's a fine balance there, trying to find the right schedule of replacing parts without wasting money. Uh, and then there's downtime to consider. It's a it's a pretty complicated calculation. Um, ATBS put together a really, really comprehensive program for a while, but I'm not sure that it ever really worked out for them. All right, another headline. New site to reserve truck parking, something of an Airbnb network for facilities. That's kind of an interesting thought. I I think that uh, technology will play a role in the truck parking issue, if you want to comment on that. Uh, Get this. New survey of owner-operators highlights of importance of knowing your numbers. Wow. Wish I would have thought of that one. Um, Oh, I did the survey. They, you know, came to the conclusion that a lot of these guys just don't know their numbers. Yeah. Uh, Here's another headline. Nicholas says it may run out of money in the next 12 months. Surprise, surprise. No jail. This is a comment I've been talking about quite a bit. Um, No jail in latest sentencing for Louisiana staged accident scam. This is big, big business or big, big corrupt business, the mobs involved in this. And um, they actually prosecuted somebody and, and they got no, no jail time. 
I've got another headline here I didn't really get to read at all, but if you want to comment on this, I'll open it up and we'll talk about it. Broker-free load board. Yeah, here's another one that's been tried multiple times. Hasn't really worked. Uh, What else we got here? A lot of talk, a lot of headlines just about um, volume being too low, capacity being too high. We've got a lot of that going on. Um, Here's one we could talk about. Positive marijuana tests among drivers grow at alarming rate. No surprise there. As states start to legalize this stuff, people are going to do it. We really need to come up with a national policy for cannabis and truck drivers. It's just we need to do it. It should have been done a long time ago. Call me. Tell me what you think. Um, Here's one. Senate Republicans aim to abolish Biden's trucking emissions rules. Uh, UPS lays off undetermined number of junior drivers. Lots of layoffs in the news. Never a good thing. Uh, Spot market bottoming quickly as freight cycle shifts. Uh, Interesting survey. Uh, Freight brokers optimistic despite market challenges. Um, The good freight brokers will be fine. A lot of those new freight brokers that got in in the last couple of years, most of those, I think, are already gone. Those are the people that were struggling that, you know, they went out and got a broker's license and went through some training course and then couldn't figure out what a broker was supposed to do. Uh, I actually had, I, I saved them. I have posts from social media. Somebody lays out, I took this course. I got my bond. I got my broker's authority. Uh, where do I find freight? That was their question. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, there's an article in here from the TMC about uh, chat GPT playing a major role in autonomous truck maintenance. That's interesting. Uh, A headline, I didn't even get to read this when I just bookmarked this about an hour ago. The year ahead is filled with truck truck shows and other trucking events. I might have to look at that and uh, check that one out. Uh, Another article here, three Louisiana women sentenced in staged accident in New Orleans. Maybe we'll actually get some uh, jail time out of that one. Three years after COVID onset and subsequent truck parts shortages, um, hitting owner operators hard. What else do we have here? All right, that was, uh, let me go check a couple other places that I save notes for other shows. Uh. UPS is reporting on its new electric heavy-duty trucks. I don't think there's a ton of info in there, but we might be able to talk about that. Michelin's Freightliner Super Truck 2 steer tire expected to roll out this year. So the Michelin X-Line Energy Z Plus is the newest addition to the X-Line Energy Z. It is their... uh, well, they plan on launching a the new tire that was actually designed for the super truck program. So we'll, uh, we may be getting that tire here soon. That could be interesting. Uh, increased fuel efficiency that work towards greater sustainability. I, you know, I think as an industry, we've got to really, really focus hard on fuel economy and then also make sure they understand when we improve fuel economy, we reduce emissions We have got to push back against this, you know, zero emission electric push. Uh, Nothing wrong with the electric trucks. They're going to be a part of moving freight. They already are. They'll be a little more apart every year, but I wish the government would just get the hell out of it. Get rid of all the subsidies. Let the free market figure this out. Interesting article here. This is uh, political. I had this set aside in my notes for the pit. Think about when I was talking about the book, The End of the World is Just the Beginning. Remember the whole premise behind that book. Prior to World War II, we did not do a lot of global shipping. It was too risky to put your product out on the ocean because people would just steal the whole boat. Pirates. It was common. Uh, we know we went through a phase a couple of years ago. There's a movie about it. Uh, the Somalian pirates capture, I think Tom Hanks played a role in a movie, uh, capturing ships. So part of what he makes the claim in the book 
the end of the world is just the beginning is because of depopulation and other reasons, not enough people, the supply chain breakdown, that we may end up back there again without a lot of global shipping because um, the U.S. isn't, after World War II, we had the big Navy, all the money. We were able to protect everybody's ships around the world, and we have. Um, and now I guess we're not able to. And it looks like it's already happening. Here's the headline, the rise of crude tanker cannibals in wake of Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, that doesn't sound so good. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, here's something else with ocean shippers. Again, I'm not really sure. I haven't had time to dig into this article. Trans-Pacific shippers warned of wave of spring blank sailings. Like there's not enough freight for some reason to, to put on these ships all of a sudden. I'm not really sure why some of these things are going on, but those are the kind of headlines um, we've been talking about these things, and those are the things that are catching my attention today. Uh, we're going to make this a free-for-all, and I'll, uh, I'll hang out here till, uh, till we tackle all the calls. If it's one, it's one. If it's 20, I'll take 20. If you want to talk about health, if you want to talk about politics, if you want to talk about guns, I don't care. We'll talk about anything. Uh, and when I'm done with calls, I'll wrap this up. I'm going to get back to trying to solve my uh, audio dilemma. And I've only got a couple days because we leave on Friday. And if I can't solve this, then I've just got to alter some travel plans a little bit. And I'll just take all of my studio equipment with me uh, and we'll just do the show from the road. We've done it in the past. It's not a big deal. But um, when we were traveling in the Sprinter this time, the coach is still done or not done. Uh, in fact, Friday when we leave here, the shop is about two, two and a half hours away, but we go right by it, uh, heading south. So I'm going to swing in there. They're down to some of the final chassis work. They've got uh, a lot of work done. I, I hope they have a lot of work done. My bill's already at 20 grand. Yikes. The rates are getting so expensive on that stuff. Uh, all right. That's enough uh, rambling because I'm not all that organized. So we might as well find out what's on your mind. Let's get started in Massachusetts. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, hey Kevin. Yeah, real quick. I, I think it'd be quicker for them to build a new coach from scratch at this point, right? I mean, it'd be, be cheaper to do it your way, but it seems like a long time that uh, thing has been in the shop. But Yeah, well, it, they haven't been working on it the whole time. We Once we figured out that we weren't going to be making our big spring trip, I kind of called them and said, no hurry. You know, if you guys want to park it back in storage for a while so you can knock out other work, I'll call you and let okay. you know when when we, we're going to be needing it. So I called them last week. They had put it back in storage. And I said, all right, you know, we've got some plans. Here's the date that I need it by. Um, I have a feeling by Friday uh, they may have yep. everything done that I've asked them to do. And then I'm going to look it over and decide if we want to do some of the remodeling right now or wait on that. But um, it, it, I, Did I they re pull your refrigerator out. No, through the, through the windshield. No, we Sorry. haven't no. done. Yeah. We haven't done that yet. Um, that's the kind of remodel stuff. You know, the refrigerator that's in there is working. We could travel just fine. Yeah. The interior's fine. It, it's, it's due for a, a refresh, you know, new appliances, new carpet, new tile, new fixtures, all of, you know, it's like remodeling a house. It's the inside I have to yeah. do next, but it's not necessary. It's actually in, in pretty darn good shape for how old it is, but, but it's time. I've great upgraded all the electronics in it myself, TV, stereo, Wi-Fi. We put Starlink on it for internet. I, I've done okay. all that. Yep. So if they get all the chassis work done, all the mechanical work, I'll be really happy. It'll be usable, and we might just hold off on the remodel. Excellent. Um, on the health side, I, I have two things, but one you, you kind of touched on with uh, the cannabis. So you're in traffic idling, and someone's puffing pot out the window in front of you, and you're inhaling it. You know, no. Is that Gonna, you could. No, it's not enough. Seriously, we could probably. I, I just saw this uh, on uh, PD or uh, OP Live um, this past weekend. They rolled up on this car that was sitting in the a parking lot in the back <laughs> of a business closed. You could not see people yeah. inside the car. They had all the windows rolled like up. Cheech and, 
Yeah, exactly like a scene from Cheech and Chong. They had a giant panel van. Yeah, they had a giant bong in there, and four of them were hot boxing the thing. When they rolled the windows down, the smoke just rolled out of there. I'm, I'm not sure if you were just sitting in there, if that would even be enough. Oh. You know, when you when you take a hit off of a joint, a pipe, a vape or whatever it might be, it's going directly into your lungs, pretty concentrated. When somebody exhales that out, first off, what happened to the THC that was in the smoke? If they're exhaling it, they've already absorbed a lot of the THC. Otherwise, you would never get high. And. Then that that smoke is coming out and being heavily diluted by just the air around. So, no, you would have to be in very, very close contact, I think, for a long time before THC would ever show up. Okay. I have. A, uh, I don't want to forget. I'm, I'm, things are popping into my head as you're talking. But uh, I, I want to ask a question about hydrogen water. But before I do, my most important question is um, I was re-listening to the Sally Norton show today and you had mentioned, you know, this where you go from standard American diet to keto or carnivore and you get these cramps and, and that cleared up for you, that book. And I don't understand other than it somehow is connected to oxalate. What, why, or how, what's the mechanism? Why you cramp and how is it? So there, there can be lots of, uh, in the final episode of the um, mini series, we may, list out uh, it's in the book the the symptoms of oxalate overload well in one of the episodes i know we started at the top of the head and we started working down the brain the skin the eyes the mouth the teeth the gums the then we work down yeah. to the heart and everywhere in the body the the our body will try to store oxalates they're they're a toxin and we store oxalates in fat cells we store ox the body just tries to do something with it to to kind of get it out of circulation so it the body will store yep. toxins in fat cells the oxalate issue is so bad that years of eating this high oxalate diet we're loaded with it. And when you stop eating it completely, your body says, kind of uh, um, simplifying what's happening, but your body says, oh, look, we're not getting bombarded with that. We could start getting rid of some of this. And there are cases mm-hmm. where it oozes out of people's skin. They're, they're, they're so overloaded with it. So what Sally yeah. has figured out is you don't want to go completely cold turkey, zero oxalate. You want to maintain a low oxalate diet, like under 200 grams or so. We may kind of nail down that number a little more. And that helps ease the body through the transition without getting a lot of those really negative side effects of oxalate dumping is what we call it. Yeah, and as I I've been doing, I, I mentioned unhealthy tribe. I you know I did a hundred hour fast. I'm almost halfway into another one, and um, I, I do woodworking uh, just for fun. And I uh, I feel like I not feel like I suddenly find myself stumbling around. I'm like, not only am I not drunk and I don't drink alcohol, but uh, you know I'm fifty hours into a fast, so there's no way. Anyway, so now I read that in the book, and I heard you guys say it in the show or coordination can sometimes be wonky and um but it's it's very very subtle it's not like i'm gonna you know fall down the stairs and um so but the connection between cramping do we not we just know it's oxalates or do we know like is it mineral loss when the oxalates are coming out is there a a binding to the they're they're oxalates bind to minerals Calcium, okay. it binds to all kinds of minerals. So yes, we can get all kinds of wacky, weird mineral issues that we don't understand. Um, this may explain some of the cases you've heard me attempt to help people with over the years. They're they're still having cramping. We've tripled their dose of light balance. It's not doing any good. We've we've moved them up to Actimag and and higher levels, and it's still not doing any good. This may be the problem. They may be going through severe mm-hmm. oxalate dumping and, and we're just binding to all those minerals and, and carrying them right out of the body. Yeah. All right. That, it, 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 yeah, it has to be something like that. I, uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so 
during the, this fast, uh, you know, I think uh, if Sarah's listening, she she was giving me some ideas, and uh, Fred was curious. Bone broth, specifically the lot of life that I bought from your store. Uh, I I think if I'm going to answer my own question, I think uh, technically a scoop of that's going to break a fast. A, do you think it's going to break fast? And B, like how long until? I mean, I'm pretty sure you um, just go right back into the fast uh, state, right? I, I'm I'm going to choose D, none of the above. <laughs> Here's my real answer. I I don't care. Okay. I I don't care. I don't want to get down to such technicalities of is it really a fast or not? Mm. Who cares? Mm, I get and and well, whose who's definition do we want to believe? And, you know, if we're fasting, you're going to get the benefits of fasting. The less we eat, the better our body does. I can get a lot of the benefits of intermittent fasting just by cutting down how much I eat. You, you start to gain those benefits immediately. So we've already cut yeah. way back on how much we eat. Many people are intermittent fasting every single day, and then they're throwing in some extended fast. I, I'm just not going to spend any time trying to figure out who it, who gets to define what a fast is and when it's broken, because we'll argue that forever. Okay, it's, To me, it's, it's just I one of those topics that why worry about it? Yeah, I think I, I think I, I, I pretty much half agree. I just, I don't know about this autophagy business and, uh, you know, I, even if you're knocked out of it or if it's shut off, it, it can't be for that long. And so I, I that's why I mostly well, agree with hold you. Hold on for a second. Can we absolutely yep. prove that every time somebody fast autophagy kicks in? No, we can't Hell prove no. that. So <laughs> no. there could be other yeah. things that are happening that are blocking that process. So it, it, it's too yeah. hard to define this or to prove it or anything else. The less we eat, the more often we fast, the better off we'll be. But I, I'm not going to worry if my bulletproof coffee breaks my fast because it's got 500 calories of fat in it. So what? I feel way better right. fasting overnight, starting my day with a cup of bulletproof coffee. I feel awesome like that. So, so why would I worry about if somebody else considers it a fast or not? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not really concerned too much with other people. I'm just, I'm concerned with what's factual and what's not. What's, it, too hard you know, to prove. what's the truth. And too what, hard to prove. Yeah, yeah. And um, so in terms of the, keep staying on the fast thing for a minute, uh, the stress protocol, and Fred, if you're listening, this is, he asked about it because I, I kind of teased it, but only because I'm still experimenting with it. But um, when, when you fast, you, the, I mean, it's, we're supposed to, if we're trying to sell it to someone, oh, yeah, it's great and it's peaceful and it's, you know, otherworldly and soul cleansing, but it's hard. And you go through all kinds of stress and you're also much more able to deal with any kind of daily stress when you're, I'm going to say after 48 hours, especially after 72 hours, uh, you, you've been maximal, maximally, if that's a word, stressed. And you can now... You're like Yogi, you know, you, you, you're the master of the universe when, so what, what I'm saying is, um, so whatever those, so you bring up an interesting topic and I want to jump in here because I had a thought while you were talking about it in all yep. of the stress testing I've done lots and live tried to test every scenario I can think of what stresses us, what doesn't stress us, what's good stress, what's bad stress. The one thing I haven't mm -hmm. done, I haven't done any stress testing around fasting. So when you say oh. we're, it's a massive stress on the body, I'm not sure that's true. It might be the opposite. One of the things I can tell you is eating is ah. stressful on the body. So I'm almost thinking yeah, fasting is less stress, not more. Well, I mean, once once you do it, um, so I, I let just, me ask I you this: to do, you, do, you, do you have the yeah. Garmin watch? No, I don't. I have the Apple Watch. So mm. well, let's throw this out there go for. Yeah. And I, I want to be consistent with our readings. I don't want to be trying to compare two different devices because they, they right. use different algorithms and all kinds of stuff. But for anybody right. with the newest generation of the Garmin watch, the Garmin diesel, um, if you know, if you've tested this during your fast, have you tracked your stress levels and are they higher or lower? This should be pretty easy to answer. Yeah, I yeah, and my guess is without that, just doing it personally, that you know the first three days can. And this is you know I'm I'm carnivore for quite a while, so it's easier to fast, but it's not easy. And um, but I'm guessing after 
70-ish, 72 hours, the stress goes down because I'm telling you, you're like, I don't know if iron coated is the word or, or sunshine, you're wrapped in sunshine because your world is like uh, Yogi I, Kudu. I mean, you're... That- that tells me that at that point, I don't know what happened in the 72 hours prior. My guess is immediately yep. upon fasting, your stress levels start to drop. And the longer you fast, the, the lower they go. When you're in that mood that you're describing, you are absolutely mm-hmm. in the rest and digest mode. You are rock solid in the rest and digest mode. When you feel that euphoria, that I, I just feel good and I can't describe it and I don't know why. That that is that is the ultimate point of we're in rock solid in the rest and digest mode. So yes, yeah, stress is gone. Yeah. Which, by the no way, question. is how we should live ninety nine percent of the time. As hunter gatherers, we did. There was no real stress mm-hmm. until something was threatening your life. That's what the fight or flight mode was for. Fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. is not designed because my audio issues are driving me crazy, right? (laughs) But that's that's stressing the hell out of me right now because I I have obligations and I made promises and I got to get this done. And, but I'm not going to die. So in reality, our, our fight or flight mode is a very, very outdated mechanism and, and it does not serve us well anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And it's, it's too, too it's often too sensitive. used. And right. It, it's, and too, it's, uh, it, it's too sensitive to things that look stressful, but can't kill us. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it's just so funny. The things, whatever they are, we all have our peccadillos, right? Whatever really sets you off. When you're fasted, I'm telling you what, you're, you are above it all. And it, but it, it's, it's really something to experience. And like I say, it's very difficult to get there. It's um, like the yellow brick road, I guess. You've got to face some demons on the way to Oz. So, but what, so let's, let's think about the big picture here because I'm, I, I've been saying this for a long time, but I'm getting close to wrapping up this stress protocol. Uh, every time I say yep. that, I, I discover some new rabbit hole I run down to make sure I, I've got all this right. <laughs> but everything we do in this press, in this protocol is attempting to get us to that state you're talking about. And the longer we stay in that state, the stronger our stress muscle and response becomes. Does that make yep. sense? It, it, it absolutely, yes, it does, absolutely. Right. When we think of stress like a muscle... Um, we, we build our muscles up and then we, we have them as a reserve when we need to use them. And the stronger we can make them, the more resilient we can make them, the better they'll handle that, that physical stress when we put the stress on a muscle. Same thing with our stress system. So some of the yep. ways we get there. Um, have you done the cold showers? Yeah, I, I, I've done, uh, I did it for quite a while. I, did, did you get to the point where it was comfortable? Not not 100% comfortable, but it wasn't horrible like it was in the beginning. Right. It, no, it, it became a lot easier, just like fasting and, does with practice. And, and did yeah. you ever get to that place? I have. I know a lot of other people have. That when I did the whole protocol, especially, when I stepped out of that cold shower... I was in that exact mm-hmm. same zone. Man, I was as happy I, as could be, I, just walking on air. Yep, I've reached the. I've not recently, but I I've been where my put my hand back on the thing to turn on the water again for cold because I get you know I'm a little disappointed or it's and, and I've been jumping up and down once I shut the water off like I'm skipping ropes just because I'm just you're hyper you're euphoric you feel good (laughs) euphoric that's a good word for it you're euphoric it that it's the same thing all all of these things now I'm going to talk with um I'm going to give you a a little bit of a preview of my talk with Paul Mm -hmm. Check tomorrow um my theme one of the things i want to run by paul and get his take on it because paul's really into the the kind of spiritual um he's worked with native american tribes on a lot of these things um Mm -hmm. here here's something tell me what how how, what you think about this when i say this if we think Mm -hmm. about people 
prior to electricity, life prior to mm-hmm. electricity. Now, I'm not going all the way back to hunter-gatherers or living in caves. Um, yep, just prior to electricity. Just, just prior mm-hmm. to electricity. How, what, yep. how many years ago was that? Not that many. 200. I'm not even sure if we've been to 200. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's even 200 yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we, is your impression, oh my God, that had to be miserable. Isn't that how we think? Think about, me just, personally, just think, don't, just in general, I guess, because we've, we've probably thought about this a lot more than other people. Think about what we say when we talk about a truck that didn't have air conditioning. Oh my God, that must have been miserable. What about when our houses didn't have air conditioning or only had wood stoves for heat and we had to go chop wood and start fires just so we could stay warm? Doesn't that sound yeah, miserable? Yeah, Mark Twain said, Mark Twain said, chop your own firewood and it'll warm you twice. Yeah, That's right. It, yeah, it, it's, And but, don't we think me, that, me pers- that now life is so wonderful? We have all these, you know, fantastic technologies. We don't have to get out of our car and open our garage door and I, everything's automated and life is so good. I don't think that's the case. I think that... Hey, Kevin, I'm going to... Go ahead. Let me give you a little shit about that. When, when, when you say you're... Excuse me. I'm gonna drop, I almost dropped an F-bomb. You say your freaking refrigerator tells you you're low on orange juice. I, I got to call bullshit on that. I mean, not that it's not... I'm like, what the hell is that? I said, I'll take a look at my own freaking refrigerator to see what's in there. I, I don't like that shit. People I agree. have these fuck... Uh, these iRobots... You know, I read the small print because, believe it or not, someone gave me an, an iRobot. Uh, sorry, the vacuum. It goes around your house with vacuum shit. And um, you read the small print in there, and I really did. I mean, I spent hours and hours. And it takes photographs of what's in your house and will send you ads, you know, and you can't use the robot unless you agree to this shit. And 99 million people out of a gazillion are going to just sign it anyway. So, yeah, I'm not into all that. And that's why I don't. Uh, do the HRV because I'm not strapping that shit on my wrist. Sorry, I'm Let, losing let's, it. <laughs> let's go <laughs> back to while I sleep. Well, see, here's where I'll push back. We can't go yep. back to living the way I, I honestly, I, and I know people will probably think I'm crazy. If I could go back to living on the frontier, you know, this country was settled, you know, there are really good books written about some of the early European settlers who ended up living with Native American tribes. It was way more common than what we've ever been told. We never see it in the movies. It's not really talked about much. Every single book that I've ever read like that, those people said they were so happy that that happened. Yep. That it, it's like when the power goes out. It changed yeah. their life for the better. The problem is, unless you're willing to drop out of society, and some people may, um, we can't yeah. recreate that anymore. So I have to use the same technology that's killing us and making us unhappy to try to figure out the best way to live in this world that we've set up. Yeah. Use your enemies uh, right. Inertia against them. Right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how I look at this. I, I even if I decided I was going to go back and live that way as much as possible, it, that's not practical for most people. And my uh, goal long, is to teach people how to live in this world. Once upon a time, I lived on the equator in the Congo, and um, you know, the being on the equator, the sun rose and set. You know, like clockwork. I, you know, I, no pun. I guess. Not. I, and anyway, I didn't have Costa Rica, any, same way. Yeah. And no electricity, no, I mean, I had a kerosene lamp and, you know, and, and it was great when it rained, you could hear it on the roof. And I mean, you got wet when you, I mean, it was a great life. It was so simple yes. and it was just humble. And, and anyway, you can get used to it real fast. But like you said, we're not going to be able to obviously because technology isn't going anywhere well, and, and we I, just have to use it and not be used I, by it. I, I said it earlier, and I think I have come to the realization that the big problem with stress for us today is that our stress system was designed for a very different world that we than we live in right now. And our that stress right. system does not serve us well. It's making us sick and killing us. Yeah, that in the news about shit like the vaccine. That's what I mean. In a simpler world, there was no news. News was you talking to your neighbor. 
News was some exactly. runner from some other camp happened to run through your camp and told told you what was going on in their tribe for the last three months. That was right. news. Kevin, it's so funny. I um I used to be a contractor, right? Uh, not military, but I used to live in 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 places in you know in Afghanistan, Pakistan, all around, and I would all of a sudden get a call uh, on the satellite phone. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just waking up, I'm yawning or something. Right. I'm just waking up. Oh, because on, on the news, on the news, oh, there's bombings. There's everyone's, well, uh, right here, I got crickets, you know. Well, I mean, that it, we have a hard time understanding. If, if somebody hears about something in California and one of their residents live in California, they freak out. California is a pretty big darn state. You know what I mean? It, a lot of things can happen right. and yeah. it only affects a tiny part of the people there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and relevant to We yeah. dropped bombs on big Japanese cities, right? Yep. Did we eliminate the entire city? No, nope. not even one city. So yeah, we, we yeah. humans have a hard time comprehending some of this stuff. Yeah, but you're right. It's like, um, someone, I sent it on to the tri- on to the healthy tribe a long time ago. Someone said, it, or someone posted it before me, but anyway, the, the media is the virus. And in this case, it, it's in this case, in our terms of our conversation, it's the stress they carry because they got to put some product on their media shelf every day and fires lead, yep. you know, or if it bleeds, it leads. Yep. And uh, so since Biden was installed, I, I don't, I, I really, I truly have not listened to the news. What news I get is whatever you happen to say. And um, that's it. You know, I, I won't listen to it because of what happened to President Trump. And anyway, but yeah, the, the media is the virus and they spread the stress. And um, yeah, anyway. and that's just one factor. Yeah. There, there are st- all the chemicals that are in our world now that never, ever existed. They are highly right. stressful to our body. There's just so, right. all the food that isn't really food, all the drugs that never existed, all over-the-counter drugs even, all of that stuff stresses our body. And and we're, we're seeing the results of it. And it, we, we're never going to reverse this 100%, but I'm pretty optimistic. I, since we're talking about it, uh, I'm going to cut you loose and I'm going to um, yep. kind of give you okay. uh, one other idea that, is what I'm finishing up with on the stress protocol. I talked about this a while back. I said I had had tested a ton of wearables and devices and and really wearables and and devices. I think they're all wearables. I think you put all put them all on your body somewhere um, that are designed to change your brain waves into more of a rest and digest mode. And we have multiple brain wave states. We have alpha, we have beta waves, we have theta waves, we have delta waves. And each one, so some are fight and flight, some are rest and digest, some are rest and digest and more creative. It, it's really interesting, all these brain wave states that we have. And there are ways to manipulate those brain waves. Now, we can do it through things like meditation and mindfulness. That takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. It's really hard to learn. And we can alter our brain waves through these devices. Um, several different modalities work. You can change brain waves with sound, something called entrainment, something called binaural beats. And these are not new technologies. I was using binaural beats almost 40 years ago. I can remember buying cassette tapes uh, in my first couple years as an owner operator and listening to these tapes with headphones on. You have to do binaural beats with headphones because they are putting specific sounds and tones into each ear and you want them separated from each other. And those binaural beats can guide your brain waves into different states. Um, there are other sound modalities that are do it. Light can do it. Um, electricity can do it. Small voltages placed on our head and, and other parts of our body. All of it's proven. I, I don't doubt any of the science. I, like I said, some of this is 40 plus years old or more. We haven't 
been able to really come up with effective devices that that did this well and consistently and were powerful enough. Uh, but it, it's been out there. It works. I've used it before. I've been testing multiple devices, probably 15 to 20 that I'll never talk about, never comment on because they just didn't work or they were too expensive or too cumbersome or something. No point in talking about all the stuff that didn't work. I, I got it down to two that really work, very effective. And what I'm really kind of concluding now as I kind of finalize some of this testing, one of them, I, I'm not going to work with the company. It, it's actually, um, you may have seen this system in dentist office. They actually use these headphones and this is bizarre. I thought this was such a hoax when I first saw it. There are stickers, kind of metalized stickers, and there's actually a circuit board, I think, of some kind in there. I'm not exactly sure. You stick this on your inside wrist, and I think it has to be the left wrist, about uh, three or four inches back from the end of your palm. You just stick it on there. They, when you, when you, you have to subscribe to this company. It's one of the reasons I'm not wild about it. It's kind of expensive. It's a, it's a monthly cost. They send you a couple sheets full of these stickers. When you're ready to do this, you put the sticker on your wrist, put the headphones on, you open up the app, and they're using only sound, it's several different sound modalities. That one, and like I said, I, I've seen that in dentist office. They use it to help people get through the pain and to calm them down. It, it works. I, I'm not wild about the business model. It's a little expensive. So I, when I'm ready, I'll, I'll tell people what it is, but we're not going to work with them directly or carry it in our store. Because of the subscription model, it's just too complicated. I think it's too expensive, but I'll let people know if somebody wants to go out and buy it. We're not even going to do an affiliate program. We'll just tell you, you go buy it. That's fine. The other one, I'm considering bringing it into the store. This is a one-time cost only, and it's pretty steep. It's, a, it's probably, I think, the best we would be able to offer it somewhere between $750 and $800. It is a headset kind of device, like headphones. And then it also has, it's almost like headphones with sunglasses attached and you can pull the sunglasses down in front of your eyes, but they're not really sunglasses, they're lights. They're using red and blue um, light waves aimed right at your eyes. And when you do it, you just keep your eyes closed. It, it's hitting your eyelids, which is fine. The ear cups, also have lights and they're hitting your ears with lights. And so they're using both sound and light to direct our brain waves. The more you do this, it's the same as what I was saying earlier. The more we get into the rest and digest mode and stay there, the better we get at it. This device is the same way. The more you use it, the better it gets. I, I can tell you this now, I can put this thing on and almost every time it will put me to sleep. I don't necessarily stay asleep all that long, but it's fantastic for naps, 15 or 20 minute naps. And the other cool thing about this device, it's guiding your brain waves into the proper state, but then it goes beyond that. You know, theta waves are very calming, but theta, we can also be very creative. So there are, if I remember right, there may be a total of over a thousand different programs for this device. I, I, I think I saw that number somewhere. I'm thinking through the app and I don't know if I've ever even found all the different categories. And what I mean is when they write a program, all of the programs will guide you into a more relaxed state. That, that's the first point of the whole thing. But then they get more specific with using very specific brain waves and what's called the, uh, what, there's a term for this, uh, not the power of persuasion. That's not what I'm thinking, but they almost like a hypnotist would be giving you suggestions while you're in the hypnotic state. That's what's similar to what they're doing here. They're putting you into this specific brainwave state. And then there are voices. Sometimes you're listening to and sounds 
And there could be a theme to this. Like, do you want to boost your creativity? Do you want to boost empathy? Do you want to boost leadership skills? And like I said, there's, I think hundreds or maybe even more than a thousand different programs. Sleep specifically to guide you into a sleep state. This device pretty darn powerful. It, it, I am really, really impressed with this technology. Um, I, this will become a regular thing for me. In fact, um, the most effective way to use this thing is three times a day. Seems like a lot, but once I got into it, it's not a lot at all. You wake up, you do 20 minutes. Amazing way to wake up and start the day. Middle of the day, starting to feel a little stressed. Um, do another session then. I usually end up napping a little bit during that session. And then right before bed, even in bed, put it on and use one of the deep sleep um, modes. And it has doubled, some nights tripled the amount of deep sleep I've been getting. So I'm I'm pretty darn sure this is, uh, this is a device we'll probably test. And if we think um, it makes sense at that price point, we will bring it into the store itself. Uh, so... That uh, that's one of the final, I hope, final pieces of the stress protocol that I'm working on. All right, we're going to get to some calls. We're going to go to Texas. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy, again. Yeah, what's on your uh, mind? Oh, so many things. I had to write a list. Good. But then, I, then I had to add to the list. So, someone mentioned the news. My yeah. sister always told me that news stands for. Negative events we sensationalize, which is what a lot of it is. That's pretty All darn good, somebody, actually, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Dramatize everything. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, and, yeah, no doubt. And and let's think about it. And what, what mode do you think your body is in as you're hearing those things? Annoyed a lot of the time lately, which is pure <laughs> stress, right? And yeah. some of it's bullshit. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that now you got the the worry and the bullshit factor. So you're right; it's worse than it's ever been. Yeah, and um, if you're in Florida, it's the only state in the nation where the further north you go, the more south it becomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're picking up on my conversation this morning. That's correct. I, I lived there. I yeah, lived yeah. in Jacksonville. Jacksonville kind of feels like the South. You know, you're you're so close to Georgia right there. You kind of feel like the South. Till you get over onto the beaches, Jacksonville beaches and St. Augustine, nah, they don't really feel like the South. And then once you hit Orlando yeah. and Central Florida, forget it. It's nothing like the South. Unless you get off into yeah. the, if you get away from it's the coast, the way down South, uh, the caller today mentioned he was down by Okeechobee and down in that area. That is cattle country down there. And that's a, a lot like the South. Yeah. Um, uh, truck parking. I don't have hardly any problem with truck parking because... My idea of truck parking is finding somewhere other than a truck stop to park at. That and was... if you do that, you'll if you do that, you'll almost have no trouble with parking. So that Paul, I think that probably that might the last explain two, that that might explain why every time I say, "What's this big deal with truck parking?" Well, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. You haven't been out here in a long time. No, no, wait a minute. I still travel every year in a very large vehicle that I can't just park anywhere. I've got to go find parking the same. And I've, I've been out there. I get it. But I, I think what you just said probably explained it. My focus was never on a truck stop. My focus was always on where yes. can I find some place other than a truck stop to park. And when you do that for a long time, pretty soon you start finding all those places. Yeah, I've I've got my various hidey holes. Like Baton Rouge is not known for good truck parking. Well, I've got a spot, not that I've been down there for a long time, but I've got a spot where I used to go and park regularly, and I've never, ever seen a truck park there, never, besides hey, me. Yeah, here's another one, and I, when I say this, I promise you, there's going to be a whole bunch of people listening that are going to go, bullshit, that, no, that, no, 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 no. One of the things I never hear anybody talk about, 
I my operation was was usually set up not necessarily on dedicated routes. When I was with FedEx, it was, but even when I was over the road, the short time I had my own authority, I, I was working to try to get my own customers. Or even if I was working with a broker, I would always treat the customer like my own. I would get to know the people on the dock. I would try to go back to the same places as often as possible because I just think that's way more efficient. And there were times when I would ask them, hey, is there, would there ever be a chance that I could park here overnight if I needed to? And a lot of people said, no, company policy can't do it. But every now and then you find one that said, sure, you know, here, we'll, we'll write something up for you in case somebody questions. Yeah, I did that with customers. Yeah. Even if I wasn't so delivering there. Gotta- I mean, I, not just because I'm delivering there the next morning, there were places I knew I could go park that they wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've parked at an auto mall. I had a load of either Kia or Hyundai on. Yeah. Well, I got there to deliver, and they had gates. And it's like, oh, crap, because it was at an auto mall. So I just rode around the auto mall, and it's like, oh, the Ford dealer, he don't got gates. <laughs> so I backed into the Ford dealer. There you go. <laughs> went to, went to right. sleep, and then got up in the morning. This is paper lock, so it didn't matter. Yeah. And then got up in the morning and rolled down the street about a half a mile, and yeah, there got you a go. for you. So, <clears throat> but so I think it, I think the guy's Raymond, the the guy from Kentucky that was on this morning. Is that Raymond? Yeah, I don't remember. He speaks real fast most of the time. He's trying to slow it down. Uh, you know, I know who you're talking about, but, but I can't remember who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so now is not a good time to go to New Zealand because parts of the country got beat up severely with that cyclone. Oh and yeah. And then I saw on Facebook, yeah. I saw on, because a lot of the country, it's, it's kind of like New Orleans after Katrina. It's It got beat up real bad. One picture I seen, um, and they dug out the suit. The suit was six feet deep Ow. to the side of this building. Oof. Yeah. And then, then one of the major highways that it's in the middle of the country, well, it goes from the coast into Napier Talbot Road. A lot of logging, and it's a major highway. We're real simple on, on our highways. The main highway all the way down the country is Highway 1. Well, this road is Highway 5, so if you go <laughs> by that, it's the fifth most important road in the country, and a big swath of it just disappeared it, overnight. It, you know, now, it sunk. It disappeared. now that yep. you mention that, I can't count how many times I've seen truck drivers post on social media asking the question like, hey, did you realize the the way our numbering highway system works? Like they never caught on. It, we have a pretty good numbering system on our, our highways, east and west, north and south. If you know the number, you have a pretty good idea where it is in the country. Yeah, you can work it out. Yeah, well, I, I the first company I worked for when I came over here and um, he it was they were from Missouri, so plenty of redneck hillbillies, but they were good guys. And he says, numbering of the highways is pretty simple. The, the interstates, he said, east, west, or even number, north, south, odd number. He said, as long as and, said, some of those states like Pennsylvania. You, the, the, uh, for the north-south, you start on the west coast, low numbers, and they work up to the east coast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's so, pretty simple it, and effective, really. It, and it's shocking how many people have never realized that the system works that way. Yeah, well, some people don't get out much. <laughs> and some people listen to too much news. So Maybe that's yeah. it. So, yeah, um, the cannabis, I don't care if people smoke it or not. I don't really care. But imagine, because you can buy plenty of beer, Budweiser or Corona or wh- whatever, pick a name brand, you can buy that and it's, Plenty of alcohol companies sponsor sporting events or NASCAR or whatever. Well, imagine if you could buy cannabis in your grocery store and it was under the Budweiser name or the or Kellogg's or Nestle or something like that. It'd be all good. Oh, it's big business. Uh, well, you know yeah. who I fully expect, but, and I, I, I'm shocked I haven't seen more of it yet. They're doing some invest uh, investing in the background, but they haven't really made a big move. Um, the most likely big corporate entities to get into this will be the tobacco companies. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't, there's plenty of play. Oh, you can't smoke here. Oh, you're smoking's bad for you. But here, you can go vaping. Well, from what I've seen, that's probably worse than smoking, just about. 
So, so vaping's interesting. Um, I've done a lot of research on this now, mostly for myself, because, and the way I use cannabis, I use such small amounts. I don't worry about the smoke anyway. I do use some edibles, but it, I started to talk about this earlier. What The stuff I'm producing is beyond medical grade. And and there is a medical grade cannabis. The, the states that, you know, legalized medical cannabis first, there are hospitals and, and doctors that use certain cannabis treatments. So they want medical grade. Um, <laughs> the stuff I have is beyond their medical grade. I grow my own from my own seeds, way beyond organic. So, and a lot of the cannabis grown in this country now is pretty dirty. It, it's horribly, the, horrible the way it's being grown. Most of it's indoors with a ton of chemicals and that, that nobody seems to think about that. So that was one of the reasons yeah. I decided to grow my own because I wanted to control the quality and the cleanliness of it. So I'm starting with the cleanest possible plant everything's beyond organic in the way I grow it. Then when I turn it into edibles, I'm using medical grade uh, ingredients to create the edibles. And now, in fact, I'm, I'm waiting for a couple more supplies. I think everything's going to be in by Thursday. I'm going to produce my own vape oil and, and you can buy refillable yep. vape cartridges. And that will be way cleaner than smoking. There are still chemicals yeah. in there obviously really but they're most of the chemicals coming out of good clean cannabis are beneficial it's all the terpenes and the cbds and the uh, cannabidiols and and we could go on and on and on most of those compounds are beneficial it, we want to keep all the crap yeah. out of there that ends up in all the commercial products and i looked at the recipes for commercial vape oil the stuff is garbage no wonder why they're they're saying it might be as bad or worse than smoking. All it all that is required to make good quality vape oil, whether it would be a nicotine vape oil, an herb vape oil, a cannabis vape oil, all that is required. Um, two liquid ingredients: um, propylene glycol, which is basically a really really pure form of alcohol. And then vegetable glycerin, which is the oil, the, the carrier oil itself. Those are the two base ingredients. And then you infuse those with cannabis. That's the entire recipe for a good vape oil. That's it. Three yeah. natural products. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, if, uh, like, I, like I say, I, I've never used cannabis. I don't think I have any in well, not at this stage. I don't have any intention of using it either. But if it was legal and it was big name brands, people wouldn't care, and there'd still be abuse of everything because yeah. you know you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to drink and drive. But plenty of people still do that, uh, of and course. there's plenty of people, right. truck drivers included, that are on. Oh, it's a prescribed drug. Oh, you. Crock of shit. Do, so, it it yeah. is a crock of shit. Do we want commercial drivers on opioids and Xanax? But that's legal. As long as a doctor prescribes yeah, they, it. Uh, yeah, I, doctor prescribed it. And, it oh, i got to go for a drug test. But oh, I took my prescription and let, I'm good. So, let's kind of yeah. explain it the way Woody Harrelson did the other night on, on Saturday Night Live. It, it, that's okay because it comes from the world's largest drug cartel. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you see his Saturday Night so Live? Saturday Night Live skit, no, by the way. No, oh, you got to go look this no, up. Woody Harrelson. I, so I've never, you know, he's funny. I like him, but I've never just really, I've never really got into the Saturday, Saturday Night I, Live thing. It I haven't. never impressed me. I but. haven't watched Saturday Night Live since the, the way, way back late 70s, early 80s when they had the legends that were on there back then. John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, all the when they were cool. Yeah, that, I, yeah, that was a that was a fun show back then. I haven't watched that in forty years, probably. Um, but the skit yeah. was I, I won't be able to pull it off. But it, he he Woody Harrelson steps up and said, you know, just just imagine if the world's largest drug cartels, and you immediately think Mexico and South America and Sinaloa and all those drug cartels. He said, imagine if they got yeah. together. Pfizer. 
Yeah, imagine if those big drug cartels got together and they bought up all the media and the politicians and they forced you to take their product and locked you in your home and made you start to realize what he's talking about. And the audience didn't even applaud. They were all like shocked. They didn't know what to do. Yep. But he's absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. The world's biggest drug cartels got together. They bought the government. They bought the media and they forced their product on us. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to take this for your own health and everyone else's health. Yep. You're wrong. So so I I pulled into a rest area here in Louisiana to do my half hour break. So I ate my lamb chops and peas and carrots that I cooked this morning. Lamb chops. That's one of my favorites. yeah, I have lamb chops tomorrow too. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays is lamb chop day. There you go. So when I when I took the stuff over to the trash can, the the waste, the bones, because I don't have a dog, and I'm walking back and it's like, God, there's a lot of trucks here in the rest area. So I counted. There was 20 trucks here. A few of them have left now. They're probably doing their half-hour break or something. But there was one Freightliner FLD, one Freightliner Coronado, the one they made into a gl- yeah the Coronados Coronados yeah they did a, a lot of a lot of yeah. Coronado gliders yeah. yeah and then there was my unaerodynamic Peterbilt brick every other truck was super aerodynamic Freightliner Cascadia Volvo Volvo six eighty Kenworth five seventy nine Pete yeah so. 20 years ago, if you pulled into the same rest area, it would have been W900, 379 Peterbilt, W900. Oh, look, there's someone with a Freightliner Century class. Things have changed around a lot in 20 years since I've been here. Yeah. So I just noticed that today. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty crazy. All right. Uh, right. Let you carry on. Yeah. I'm getting some messages here. Let me, uh, let me drop this. I think I'm going to take one more call and then we're going to wrap this up. So I'm going to suspend some calls. We did an hour. I got to get back to work. Uh, Steve in Georgia, no hurry. You've got the, uh, last word today. I appreciate that. Long time and long time since I spoke to you, but we still out here running, Kevin. And I appreciate everything that you're doing, man. Awesome. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the uh, first first of the year, I lost lost my customer, in which you know I can't blame them because I know they're looking to cut, you know, ways to cut and everything like that. But listening to you, uh, paying off debt, putting up savings and everything like that. Uh, I really hadn't worked these past two 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 months, but you know, and everything is still going just fine and going great. And so, I'm just gonna bump around and you know find something else. You know, find another dedicated lane and run it and and do what I do best. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. But my 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 question, a uh, quick question. I, I guess I'm late to the uh, party, but my quick question on Cannon. Um, this time last year, I had begun to start canning pork. Okay. Um, and what I did was I cut it up into cubes and put onion and bell pepper and seasoning in the jar with the uh, raw meat, okay. and I and I put bone broth over it, and I did pressure canning on that. Perfect. And uh, I I probably canned got about fifty cans that you know that I just canned up, and I wanted to. And I w- wanted to taste one of them to, you know, to see how it goes and, you know, see yeah. what it tastes like. You know, pull one off the shelf and eat it. Um, is it anything that I need to do to, you know, that won't, I guess what I'm saying, is it anything that I need to do or just open it and warm it up and eat it or? If you don't want, you don't even have to warm it up. I mean, the fat is a little <laughs> really cold, but there's nothing you have to do to that. It is completely shelf-stable, okay. ready to eat. Take it out, eat it, heat it up, make a recipe out of it, whatever you want. It, isn't that awesome? 50 jars. That's incredible. It is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it, it is. I uh, had a wild hog that I cut up and, oh, really? and you know, into little chunks oh. and put it in oh. it. Yeah. This, gets, this story gets better all the time. Wild hog tastes so good. <laughs> Yes, it does. It's it sure flavor. does. And um, yeah. 
You are right. So that's, you know, that was my question. I was just wondering, is it anything extra, extra that I needed to do whenever I get ready to start eat, eating on it or I can't believe whatever. you haven't eaten any of it yet. No, I haven't. Okay. I, you know, well, I put put some on the grill um, the day we butchered the hog, but, other, you know, I hadn't started eating the cans just oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just wait. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> the, you, you know, okay. when, you, when you long cook that, which, you know, even may not seem long to people because sometimes we cook pork shoulder for 12 hours or 18 hours or whatever on a smoker, but you're putting it in the, the pressure can or if it's quartz, you're putting it there in there for three hours, right? No, 90 minutes, um, hour, and right. half, hour and a half on quartz, 75 yeah, minutes. Hour and a half, yeah. But the temperature is much higher because of the pressure and the you will get that pork is going to fall apart like pulled pork the most tender pulled pork you've ever had oh wow wow i'm well i'm looking forward to that you i'm going to try it tonight and i'll call you and let you know how it turns out i want to hear about it all right. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. All right. We're going to wrap this up. I'm a little frustrated that uh, I scheduled this to do a test and my test failed before I even got started. But I've got an idea. So at least I'm not stumped. I've just got to go order another piece of equipment. So I'm going to go do that right now. And I will see you back here tomorrow for Destination Health. Don't forget, Paul Check is joining us tomorrow. Should be a great show. We'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.